In the latest episode of Vamos Verde, we are going to talk to one of the most prolific goal scorers in Major League Soccer history, Austin FC striker Giassi Zardes. We also talked to some folks who have been bringing the soundtrack to Austin's nightlife for over 20 years and are now providing the soundtrack at Q2 Stadium, their official DJ collective, Peligrosa. That's the latest episode of Vamos Verde. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that changed their lives and give us a glimpse into their creative process. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and in this episode of This Song, we'll hear from bassist Carl Alvarez of the melodic hardcore band Descendants. The band formed the year of my birth, 1977, in Manhattan Beach, and they've been bringing their brand of hyper-caffeinated punk rock to the people ever since, albeit with a few hiatuses and lineup changes, but still, 40 years. Descendants released their latest record, Hypercaffeum Spazinate, last year. The connection to caffeine in their work is once again reinforced by the title, which is also the name of a compound created by lead singer Milo Ackerman, who took a break from the band to be a biochemist. But he's back. The band is back, and they came to Sound on Soundfest, this music festival that's put on near Austin, Texas, at a Renaissance fairground. It's very cool. During the festival, our own Jack Anderson sat down with Carl Alvarez to talk about the songs and sounds that influenced the music they've been making over the past four decades. So here he is, Carl Alvarez of Descendants. I guess uh, the first formative musical experience, I was uh, about four or five years old, sitting at the breakfast table in my grandmother's kitchen. I remember it like yesterday, this aqua blue radio that was on the table. This song happened, and it really affected me for some reason. It got into my head really bad, and I really liked the way it felt. And the song has helped me, Rhonda, by the Beach Boys. I said she put me down, but I do it in my head. Come in late at night, and Rhythm? Was it the harmonies? Something about it. I don't know. Maybe it has to do with the, a love for the pop song thing, even with songwriting, you know, and uh, maybe some structural stuff on how you build a song. But I think a lot of the vibe I got as a kid was simply that what I think Brian was trying to do with it, which was make it really joyful, really up, and it, it felt really good. It felt a way. You know, before, when you're that age, you don't really have words to describe this stuff necessarily. And I, I certainly didn't, and I just know it made me feel a certain way. And having felt that way, I wanted to feel that way again. helped you a lot in kind of discovering Descendants tone back in the day? Well, in the case of Descendants, there's um, an earlier band 
from the 70s LA scene called The Last that were very, very influenced by 1960s garage music and pop music. Listen to me, baby, I got something on my mind. Should have told you long ago, I guess I was too blind. Please come closer, don't tell me it's too late, cause I'm alone. It looks like I'm in love with you, I wanna dance with you. They're kind of like our big brother band, and they're a huge influence on us, more than I would say like, the, the listening to the pop of what was for us our childhood, but you couldn't escape it. I mean, you know, we grew up during the prime years of the Beatles, of the Rolling Stones. It, it, that part of it, it's kind of wired into you. You couldn't really get away from it. Or the Temptations, for that matter, or, you know, music like that. That was equally part of the background. Right. So, so nowadays, you guys have got this new album coming out. Do you guys, do you still personally listen to uh, Beach Boys, Nolte Brothers? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course I do. When, I, when, it, when it hits me, I do. I listen to a lot of stuff, probably more jazz than most punk rockers would feel comfortable admitting to, but I, I listen to a lot of that. So, no, I mean, as a bass player, let's talk jazz real quick. Could okay. you like Ron Carter? I, I mean... like Charles Mingus. <laughs> Mingus is great. I mean, he, he really transcended the instrument itself. Yeah, he's pretty much my favorite guy. A lot of the fusion maniacs, I mean, Stanley Clark, I remember speaking of uh, not first musical impact, but a later one, I remember watching him play on Saturday Night Live and being just fascinated by what he was able to get out of that instrument. You know, and I didn't really even understand really precisely what an electric bass was. I was like about 12 13 years old at most, and I wasn't really like that tuned in. And I knew I liked what he was doing too. That was another weird one that struck me. He had a very unique voice on, on an instrument that I'd never heard before. Wow, that's remarkable. So yeah, with, with this new record, is there anything about that that kind of jumped out to you when you guys hop back in the studio between Nulty Brothers, Jazz Bass? Oh, it's it's all in there, I suppose. I mean, we're, I think it's all complimentary. Uh, this record's a good balance between what we would call like a respect for the classic sound of the band and managing to pull off a few new tricks, you know, based on being older and understanding certain things a little bit better about how to play, I guess. I don't know. Stefan recorded his parts in Oklahoma, Milo recorded his in Delaware, and Bill and I recorded our parts in Colorado. And somehow we managed to make it work pretty good. I think it's, it's you know, we, I've never recorded that way before. I just quit this joke of a life plan, it won't keep me nowhere, no. I'm a fear-driven service robot, a spectacle of a man with the watches. No further will I travel aimlessly along this fool's errand, no longer Than it is something spasinate? Hypercathinium spasinate. Did Milo come up with that? Hypercathium spasinate. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did. Both the chemical itself and the title. Did he really like I'm not enough of a scientist to disclose, but he included part of his paperwork in that liner art for the album. So I mean so it's there. That's amazing. I was gonna ask, I read on Wikipedia, and so this could be absolutely wrong and just fan written. 
Did he leave Monsanto to full-time songwrite with y'all again? He was with DuPont, not Monsanto. DuPont. Thank you. Thank, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he, he didn't leave. He, he was uh, laid off. And, you know, at, at his age to find another gig with commensurate whatever is kind of hard. Mm-hmm. And we're all grateful for it because it's always nice to be able to travel and play and do the thing. Right. Typical American modern story where you work your whole life in a field and then get laid off. You know, that right. kind of normal. A, that's that thing the that American is the tale. normal. And yeah, so. Wow. And people used to ask us all the time, well, when you're older, you're not going to be as angry. It's like, well, I wish you people would stop giving me stuff to be angry about. <laughs> is victim of me from Descendants' latest record, Hypercathium Spazinate. And the band is on the road, like, a lot. In fact, they are coming to Studs in our fair city of Austin, Texas, on August 26th. I'll post a link to their tour dates on the show notes page for this episode at KUTX.org. And they have a new video for their song, Without Love. And I'll make sure to put that on the show notes page as well along with a Spotify playlist that has all the songs we referenced all the way through. And if you dug the conversation Jack and Carl had, then go ahead. Check out our archives. We have like a lot of episodes, like over 95 episodes with folks like Benjamin Booker and Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo talking about life-changing musical experiences. You can find all the episodes on the podcast app or the KUTX website or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, choosing the next episode that you're going to listen to, then take a minute, become a This Song subscriber. That way you'll get next week's episode with Nathaniel Rateliff delivered right to you. Hey, and do you have a song or a record that changed the way you saw the world? Well, tweet us. We're at This Song KUTX, or you can send us an email at thissong at kutx.org. You can leave a comment on our Facebook page, or you can call us. Go old school. Our number is 512-766-9066. We would love to put your story on this podcast. And that's it. You have come to the end of another episode of This Song. This song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced and edited by David Sanger and me, Elizabeth McQueen. The interview was edited by Nadia Hamden. Welcome, Nadia, to the This Song team. You did a great job. Thanks to Jack Anderson for doing this interview. You can hear him on the air Monday through Wednesday, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Taylor Wallace curates our Instagram account. Kelly Seal is our excellent intern. Thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And it is true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. Our handle is at this song KUTX. You can like us on Facebook and you can subscribe to this song along with the other KUTX podcasts, Austin Music Minute, Liner Notes, and Song of the Day on iTunes. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.